Grief is an uncomfortable friend. This week has definitely been a challenge. We got to go to a walk this weekend to remember another kiddo who's been gone for six years, which seems really crazy to think. The amount of time that passes and how slowly and yet how quickly it passes is really amazing. Like thinking that Lincoln's been gone for five years is still somewhat disorienting to me, like to say that out loud. Uh, I remember when we hit the year mark, that felt weird. Um, but it, it really made me think about the fact that nothing is permanent. And like, logically, I know this, but it still sits heavy in my heart. I find, you know, the walk was really beautiful and we got to, they gave a really lovely speech about remembering their son and a lot of people showed up and we got to go on this walk and it was a really nice day here in Seattle and it's like a like a three mile loop around this really pretty lake and we were all wearing our shirts in remembrance of him and, you know, it was a really lovely walk and it was so surreal because you know, Kevin and I were walking around with, with Ada and Miles and we were all wearing our shirts and we were talking about kindergartens for Ada and the plan for next year and, you know, asking them about the animals that they saw. There were so many dogs and the kiddos had a good time honking every time they saw a new dog <laughs> or saying whether they thought it was a flip dog or a skip dog referencing our cats at home. And if the cats were dogs, what kind would they be? Um, and so it was just really weird because while it was a, a walk to remember and to honor, you know, it, it brought up for me something about the fact that I'm like, you know, we don't have a yearly thing that we do to honor Lincoln, you know, his death anniversary is really difficult in a day that I still feel like I just survive every year. And his birthday does not feel like a celebration. I remember the first birthday, we tried to to do something and have our families rally around it. And, you know, he loved animals and going to the zoo. And he's got a bench over here at the Woodland Park Zoo in Seattle in remembrance of him. And I remember getting all those pictures of happy families around animals that day really hurt. And so, you know, the following year, we had some families say, what are we doing this year? And I'm like, I can't. I just can't. It's so hard, you know, to come up with something. And in a way, you know, this podcast, this podcast has been a memorial and, and an honoring of his life and, and everything. And, you know, I was just, you know, I see his pictures every day. I think about him every day. And I was just looking at his picture and I'm like, buddy, I feel like it's been so long. I feel like I don't know you anymore. You know, I was talking to him because life has just gotten so crazy and overwhelming. Like, you know, having a four-year-old and a two-year-old at home right now has been uh, a lot. And, you know, uh, our daughter started pre-K and that was really exciting, but there was transitions there. And our son, we're getting ready to, to put him in a big boy bed and getting ready soon after that to start potty training and whatnot. And, you know, we're on to these next sessions and I just feel like work has gotten really overwhelming. And, you know, I think when the pandemic hit, 
people started popping up more meetings on calendars in, in an effort to showcase that they were doing something. At least this is my own thought process, right? And now that we're returning to office and I've got to commute again, and don't get me wrong, I like being around people and I like seeing my teammates, but, you know, I still get meetings and, and tomorrow I've got a meeting at 6.30 in the morning. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and I supported a meeting, you know, this morning that was early and I'm I'm so glad I got a chance to do that, but I didn't get to sit in the whole meeting. I got to support, you know, a, a 20, 30 minute time frame where my people were getting to talk. But, you know, it's just, it's so hard. It's just like earlier and earlier and earlier. And I don't know if it's just that I need to shift my schedule earlier or get into the new normal, but I, I still have, you know, late night meetings here and there. And, you know, this, the concept of being available always and, and to schedule things on top of one another, you know, that should start to go away as we return to office and it hasn't yet. And so there's still a bunch of things that are kind of like up in the air. And I've noticed that I've had less and less time to reflect and less time to be able to, to read and to, um, you know, start percolating more ideas, although I know I've shared a whole bunch here on this channel. And it, it made me think about, you know, this podcast and where is it going? And when, when is it done? What, what does done look like? And, you know, I'm thinking about that too and struggling with content for today. <laughs> I just literally had a conversation with my husband about like, what do I talk about today? This is, this is the first time the well is really running dry. And I don't know. It's just, there's just a lot going on. And, you know, to kind of go back to that walk, it was really interesting because, you know, after they had this really lovely speech about their son and they, they honored my son too in there, which was really beautiful. Um, you know, there's this thought that like, you know, they, they look on the outside, like such a normal, happy family, right? Like they've got two beautiful children and they're so engaged with their, with their kiddos and, you know, hearing them talk about normal conversations and topics, not grief related, <laughs> you know, and, and it reminded me that from the outside, I'm sure people look at Kevin and I like that, that we're at the park playing with our kids and we're really enjoying playing with them. And they have no idea about the pain or no idea about the loss of our son. And, you know, that can, that tends to be a struggle as well. And it's just a reminder. And then after a while, like you start to wonder if you've for forgotten and there's guilt associated with that. Right. And, I don't know. It was just really weird to look at his pictures and to not feel like I knew who was looking back at me. And so today is going to be about how things really just change, how nothing is permanent and, and the grief cycles change and the seasons change and the season you're in is going to change. And, you know, maybe in a little way, like while there's sadness around that and I'm, I'm missing some of my ability to reflect some of that time I had just for Lincoln and just for me. I also appreciate the fact that if you're in a really dark place or a really heavy place, know that, that that's not going to be forever. It's just, it's not permanent. And I don't know what it's going to look like. And I can't tell you that's going to be a hundred percent better, but it'll be different. And sometimes, you know, different ways on your heart easier or, or harder. So, 
I don't know, that was just kind of my normal rambling for for the day. But, you know, Kevin said, you know, if you're using this time to really think about him and to enjoy him, how about you, like, just talk about him? And so I think, you know, if, if you were willing to bear with me a little bit, I, you know, I will talk about Lincoln a little bit and kind of look at some of his photos and remember him. And yeah, so here goes that. Oh, he was a really, I'm looking at this picture of Kevin holding him in the hospital and he looks like a little nugget. I love it. Like he has this little old man face, like Mr. Magoo. I think at the very beginning I called him Mr. Magoo because he just had this like crinkly old man face and I loved it. Um, But like, I just remember like how scared I was. I'm like, they're letting me come home with him. And there's this, <laughs> there's this picture of he had just nursed um, and nursing was so hard at the beginning. I had all these extra tools. Like I had a, a little like nose tube that I was using through like a nipple shield to be able to try to, nur- I, whatever it was, it was ridiculous and really unnecessary. <laughs> but anyway, there's this quintessential picture where Lincoln's like half asleep, about to fall asleep on me after nursing. And Kevin's literally on the floor, passed out because I'm like, don't leave me alone with him. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like Nobody told me what to do here. You know, and I remember just being so scared and, and so whatever. And then by the time Ada rolled around, you know, we could do a good four hours a piece back to back so that we could give each other a break and, and let each other rest, you know, outside of nursing for me. But um, and then with Miles, forget it. It was just like, you know, oh, this is an old hat. We totally know what to do here. Like, we're cool. But you know, there's this little video of <laughs> of Link just like on the ground as a brand new baby. And my husband just so carefully wrapping him and swaddling him. He's the best swaddler. And he just gave him a little kiss on the cheek. And oh my goodness, it's so cute to watch him be like, I was just like, you're, you're strangling him. It's too tight. It's too tight. He's like, if he's crying, he can breathe. And I'm like, <laughs> the like musings of new parents, right? And you've got no idea what you're doing. <laughs> uh, he taught us so much and he was so patient with us. Maybe not so much at the beginning. He was really not patient with us at all. He'd cry a lot. But there's this beautiful picture of him staring at my mom when he met her for the first time. And he kind of has this little half smile on his face. And I just love it. I love it. And I know Gigi loves it too. So that's just great. Oh, and I feel so lucky because I also was able to capture the first smile. That takes like six weeks to set in that first smile. And I remember just feeling like so used before that. Like pulling my hair out with this whole nursing business. It took me like a good five, five months before I got, no, five weeks, five weeks. Yeah. See, you forget, you forget so that it convinces you to have another one. This is how this works. I think like a good five weeks to figure out how to, how to nurse him. And he had a tongue tie and we had to get that snipped and well, all this other stuff. But I remember just feeling like all he just took and took and took for me. He took for me for nine months, like in my body. And now he's taking all this stuff on the outside. And I remember Kevin holding him and making some sound and him just looking up with his little Mr. Magoo face and smiling for the first time. And I got it on a fit on a photo. Kevin was always bothering me about like, all right, get out of our face. Like, enjoy the moment. Like, stop taking the photos. Put it down. <laughs> Although he appreciates that now, obviously, to have a record. But I got that smile and it just like melted everything. And it just stopped. It stopped time. And I remember just thinking to myself, oh, it's worth it. 
okay, like your lease is extended. You can stay. You know, he, he was just so cute. And then I was looking at the picture, you know, not too long ago about when um, he was like three and a half or four months and we had had a, a nanny share and our nanny had called out sick one day and I had to stay home. And I remember at the morning I was so flustered because it's like, oh gosh, I had all these things to do and I'm just getting back to work and all this other stuff. And I remember just sitting on the couch with him and nursing him and just getting to stare at him. And it was just so great. And like, that was just really fun. And I was just like, well, it's not the the worst way to spend a day for sure. And it's one of the pictures that I've loved about him. That was actually on June 8th, 2017. And so who would have known that I only had a year left with him? I can't believe that was like, weird. I didn't, I don't have any photos from June 9th. I only had them from June 8th and June 10th. That's a little rough. There's this great thing and like you can just hear his laugh or whatever. And maybe I'll like put it up to the, the microphone if you guys are willing to hear it. But um, my my stepdad was on the ground like making this funny sound at him, like kind of like this like rough kind of sound and hearing him laugh and giggle. And it's like the best sound ever. Let's see if I can get this up here. Like off of mute. You just hear that laugh and you can't help but smile and laugh. It's just, oh man. They say that hearing the sound of your own name is the best. I feel like hearing the sound of your your kid laughing is the best. I can't, I can't describe it. And I know it's not for everybody, but man, it's just, oh, it's great. Oh, he loved the bathtub. He would splash it on like crazy. When he was younger, I mean, he would like, I was drenched. I was drenched. I actually, <laughs> I very much dislike bath time. It is not my favorite time. Like if my husband can go and do bath time with our kids, I opt for that. Now that he is a little bit older, I actually like, I sometimes just take her in the shower with me. I'm like, oh yeah, my hair is like day three hair. And you know, I had to wash my face anyway. So she didn't want to take a bath with Bubba tonight. And so I'm like, you know what? Fine. Let's just go in the shower. And so we go to the shower together. And we, wa- I wash her hair and she washes my back and she's very kind. And, you know, that's a lot of fun. But, you know, it's just so weird to see how our like dynamic is and how it's changing. But, you know, he was this little tiny thing and at nine months just splashing around in the tub like it was nobody's business and really enjoying it. And that's just like really fun. And, uh, <laughs> I love this like little video that we have of him sitting in a, a Mini Cooper. We have, um, I used to drive a, a Mini, a Mini Clubman, and we got a little push car that was a Mini. And like we would drive him around like our little table that was like in our kitchen <laughs> in our town home. And, you know, he just would sit there and push the buttons that would rev the engine or honk the horn. And Kevin would sit on the carpet and just give him little high fives as he went around. And that was just really fun too. And oh gosh, like they're just so fun. And his little hair was growing out and he got the little curl at the at the back. Like he had a little ducktail, like that little mallard ducktail. I used to, that's what I used to call it. 
that was just so fun. But his personality was just starting to come in and yeah, I really miss him. I think what's also challenging is that like remembering his personality, remembering that he was a very inquisitive little boy and he would sit and concentrate on toys a lot longer than like most kiddos, especially a lot longer than my current kiddos, like Ada and Miles. You know, if something lasts for more than like 30 seconds, I consider it gold. And um, and if it can give me like 10 minutes, that's like an hour in mom time. And uh, with Lincoln, he could just sit there and play with a puzzle. Like we had this um, this puzzle that had a bunch of different like reindeer and whatnot and Santa's sleigh. And they were like the big, thick, chunky pieces. So it wasn't a knob puzzle, which is like a little bit easier. They were slightly harder, but he would sit there and really work at putting that together. And he loved it. And actually what's interesting is that Bubba's really been picking up on the puzzles lately. And this is what... He's almost two and a half, and this is exactly around the same time that Ada was really into puzzles, too. Anything from these little tiny Melissa and Doug 12-piecers to, like, a floor puzzle of, like, 24 pieces to we just did a rocket ship that was, like, 48 pieces, and he loves it. Anything rockets. And, you know, it was kind of nice because having Ada and having Miles when they were really young, like, it reminded me of all these little stages that I went through with Lincoln. Like in the moment, I remember the sitting up and the the falling over and the and the little like, you know, eyebrows up when they saw something that they were interested in. And they all act a really cute way with our cats, which is really funny, even though our cats want nothing to do with most of them <laughs> most of the time. Although Skip is starting to come around a little bit, I guess. He's starting to let Ada like somewhat near him, especially in the mornings as he's been hungry. But Flip needs to be with bedtime, and that's been really sweet to watch it, because part of me wonders if one day I'll get to leave the kiddos' doors open, and Flip will just be sitting on her bed. I'm just, I imagine it. I imagine it. I'm so ready for it. And it reminds me of Jake, my little cat Jake that I used to have at my parents' house, and, and you know, before my mom and my stepdad, we had these cats, and Jake would go in and sit with my brother and let him go to bed. And this is when I was in college and I would come back for like, you know, uh, summer or something. Then he'd go with my mom and he would sit with her until she would go to bed. And then he'd come to me and put me to bed and he'd do the rounds. And that was like really fun. And Flip does the rounds. It's so funny. Like he has to be in there with, with, with Miles as we do the bedtime stories. And he has to be in there with Ada with stories even after he eats. And then he comes and he puts me to bed. And then once... I go to bed, skips meowing around the house, and they go and do whatever they do, and then they come back later on and they snuggle, but I don't know, I just, it reminds me of that, and it reminds me of when they first met Lincoln, you know, we were coming home from the hospital, and I put the the car seat in the center of the living room, and they kind of just looked at it, and because they had seen the car seat, it had been out before we left for the hospital, but you know, they're looking, they were trying to sniff or whatever. Then all of a sudden he, um, he, I think he like moved and they jumped, you know, because <laughs> they were like, what? You know? <laughs> um, but then they were like super interested and he cried and they started looking at us like, turn it off, turn it off. What do you take care of it? Do it, do something. Uh, and that was just really cute and really funny. Although then we had to start pushing Flip out of all the baby stuff because he thought, 
all the the like the mamaru we had and like we had the little swing before that got um recalled and we had um like a, a pack and play and all that like let's be sleeping in all those things i've got a gazillion pictures of flip in the background sitting in all those things sleeping so you know so much for it being for babies. So if you, if you have cats and you're looking for uh, beds or anything like that, feel free to go to a baby section of a store because I'm sure you'll find some good additions. But yeah, Lincoln was just starting to get really fun. And I remember that Mother's Day, we had gone down to go see, um, I think the Spheres. We'd gone to go see the Spheres and we went at uh, for Amazon and we... um stopped off at a macaroon shop and on the way there he saw construction equipment and there were police officers that are outside just directing traffic and he gave him a a police sticker that he got to have for his little mini cooper and so that was really fun and then just vacation with him i remember like i was just talking to a friend of mine actually about how i always sat in the back seat And I remember before I had kids, I was just like, why would you sit in the back seat? I don't understand that. When a friend of mine told me that his wife did. And I was just like, I'm not going to sit in the back seat. That sounds ridiculous. And well, I definitely sat in the back seat. And you know, when I stopped sitting in the back seat, well, after he died, that sucked. Going back to the front seat, like that was the worst. That was pretty bad. And then when Ada came around, I just stayed in the back seat. That's just where I wanted to be. I stopped sitting in the back when we had to install the seat for Bubba to sit there when we're going to have him. Like it literally took me that long before I was willing to, to, to sit in the front seat. And even then it took me a while to get comfortable with that. So all those things you think you're never going to do as a kid and then you end up doing anyway, or as a parent and they end up doing it anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's just like the sweetest little boy and he's so funny and he's so smart putting like all of his little toys in the shape, sh- in the shape sorters and things. So, Oh, and then his birthday, there's a picture here of his birthday and he's got cupcake frosting on his face. And I felt like the worst mom was I bought him a cupcake. I didn't bake him a cake, even though it would have just been like a boxed cake. Like I was just like, Oh, I should have done something like that. But I just, I bought him one anyway. And, he had that cupcake, um, and then a couple weeks after that, we had gone to back home for people to finally meet him in person, even though he'd been a year at that point, and we did uh, two different birthday parties, and so he got a cake at my at Gigi's house, at my parents' house, and a whole big smash cake that he really enjoyed, um, and then he got another huge cake that was like a fox at like grandma's house for that party. And so I kind of joked that he got like three birthday parties, like his first part, his first birthday was three parties. So that was really, really something. But yeah, I don't know. It's hard to remember the little details. And that I think is what's the most disappointing. Like, I now no longer have anything that smells like him. And now Bubba no longer smells like him like he used to. He's no longer wearing a sleep sack. He's a little boy now and he doesn't need any of that. And that's been, that's been hard. That's been hard. And they're, they're both so much older than he ever was. So they're not doing anything that reminds me of them, of him. And so it's just been, it's been hard. And I feel like he's like 
slipping away a little bit. And in some way, I'm I'm grateful for the love and the family that we've been able to build and, and how far we've come in the last five years. And in some ways, I'm just reminded about how disappointed I am. And how you can't compare a loss because everything feels really awful. Loss of anyone or anything that you really care about just feels really bad. And so sorry for such a a somber episode. I didn't even know if I'd make one right now. And I'm really trying to get to the year mark uh, for my, you know, 10 10 listeners. But um, I thank you for your patience with me and for letting me remember my son a little bit. And if you um, would like to share a story of your child and you're listening as a brave parent, I would love to hear it. And I always put Lincoln's email in the description of the show in case you want to send me a note until we meet again.